This is Kevin. And this is Ron. And this episode of Your Valuable Home is brought to you by Provia. Provia, a faith-based company that makes entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone, and metal roofing, all of incomparable quality. Welcome to Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast for listeners who believe that residential real estate is the way to build wealth. Hi, I'm Kevin Kennedy, a working contractor and host of Your Valuable Home. Your Valuable Home is for homeowners and investors alike who want to acquire and improve real estate based upon educated decisions. And I'm Ron Milk, Your Valuable Home producer and co-host. Our weekly one-hour podcast is not about doing it yourself. It's about hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. And it's not about flipping. It's about buying and holding to build wealth. Homeowners and investors who strive to create wealth and financial freedom with real estate and avoid costly home improvement mistakes. Your valuable home is for you. The Project Replay made redoing our kitchen and bath trouble-free. Your horror stories have kept us from hiring the wrong contractors. The college segments have taught us how to keep toxins out of our home, what to look for in replacement windows, how to borrow sensibly against home equity, and more. College teaches investors like me how to freshen up my rentals without spending a fortune. Their suggestions are great for our it's time for your valuable home. Okay, Ron, it's time for the replay. And I understand we've got a very educational, very special replay today for our listeners who are either considering building a home or doing a major home renovation. Yes, we do. We have Alyssa Hostetler, color and design specialist at Provia. She's here to explain how all of the products in the Provia line are designed to work together to make for a stunning Provia perfect home exteriors. Alyssa, let's first run down the list of products Provia makes all for the exterior of the home. Of course. So at Provia, we make doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Okay. And which architectural styles are suited any and all Provia exteriors? You can actually find something for all home styles at Provia. On our website, we actually feature eight architectural styles that you can browse through and see what we recommend pairing on each style. Our most popular style, however, would be Craftsman. Oh, seriously, Craftsman. Yeah, I, I love that. I love Craftsman. How about, can you go through all eight of them? What just name them for us so people get a fix on that? Um, sure. So you can find all of them under our Learn tab on our website. And we feature Cape Cod, okay. Colonial, Craftsman, Farmhouse, Modern, Spanish, Tudor, and Victorian. Well, Farmhouse is really catching on these days, isn't it? Well, I mean, Craftsman mm-hmm. is probably my last 50 jobs have been Craftsman Seriously? Yeah, Craftsman? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Craftsman's catching on, too. I love the Craftsman style. Craftsman was, uh, the arts and crafts style was what we did, did a whole video on that in Pasadena, California, back in Q1 of this year. So that's a style I love. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the things that I like to do, like I said, listen, my house is actually the complete Craftsman style of it. But, you know, one thing about Pro-V, it takes all the confusion out, potential anxiety, and a lot of time associated with planning a home from the ground up or a major renovation with the tool they provide on their website, which I use it a lot. You use it a lot for, for customers? For customers? It makes okay. my job so much easier to sell. Yeah. Because people, most people can't visualize, you know? So, listen, uh, there are a number of tools on a site and a system called Envision. Can you explain each and how it can help a homeowner visualize an entire exterior of Provia possibilities? I can. So, when you click on Envision, it'll take you into our home exterior design tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're designed to help a homeowner visualize all the products they're considering buying from Provia. You will see door, window, storm door, patio door configurators. And this is where you can create an image of the door or window you kind of have in your head or that you're envisioning. 
Then we also have the stone and grout color visualizer. This is if you're contemplating putting stone on the exterior or the interior of your home. This is where you can see how each stone offering would look or interact with the different grout options that we have available to you. And lastly, we have the home visualizers. This is where you can use sample images we have loaded or your own image to work through how products you're considering will look and work together. You can use these tools to visualize how the products you've been putting together in the configurators may look on an actual home. So you do the broad brush, but you also do details like grout. I would think yeah. that would be pretty unusual, right? Who else does that? I don't know, but I like Provia's for sure because different <laughs> color grouts do change the looks, do change the look of your stone. And a lot of people don't know that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Just because somebody sees a piece of stone, uh, having a grout accent, because I, there's there's a lot of more choices, even with one stone color. If you go with like a buff grout or any of the grout changes of any like darker gray. And then you just hit a button or yeah, hit your mouse and you can change yep. grout. Let me tell you how easy this is. And I hate to not throw my wife under the bus, but a couple of months ago, we had put some Provia stone in our the shore house. Right. And right. she couldn't inside. visualize it. Inside. Yeah, yeah, it was complete inside. And she was trying to figure it out. So we went to the website. Well, she... Here's the thing. She just turned around. Our house is completely done. We have Provia Cedar Max. We have the Provia doors, but we didn't put the Provia front door in yet. So for Christmas this year, my in-laws are going to be uh, buying us a new Provia door. I said, oh, I said, well, when are you going to go pick out the door? She's like, I hope I they're not going to try to wrap it. No, no, for me to install it, but it made it so easy. So my wife printed out. She goes, here's the door. What do you mean? I'm like, she's, I did it already. I went to Provia's website. I did everything that we're talking about right now. And it was very easy for her to just see something because she can't visually see she can't what she's looking yeah. at, but she visualized it, saw it on there, and then worked with our house, used a picture of our house to make it look. She's like, this is what I want. So it, it saved me a lot of time. As, as I said, it makes me sell the jobs easier with my wife doing it. It just made it easier because all I have to do now is just give my product to Tom Adams. They'll just load it up. I sign off on it. And I'll have my no Provia door at Christmas time. No brainer. No brainer. Okay. All right. Cool. Alyssa, for those who are remodeling a home, can they upload images of the home's exterior and visualize how it will look with Provia windows, doors, siding, et cetera? Yeah, you can. We have the 2D home exterior tool, and that allows you to upload an exterior image of your home and mask out the different sections you may already have or that you want to have and put Provia products on it. It's like a little pen tool and you use to section out the different areas on your home for the different products. So if you have like a stone runner at the bottom or where your siding goes, or if you have a gable that has, you want a different siding in, you just kind of use this little pen tool and mask all those out. Or you can select from one of our sample homes to put any combination of products you're considering on. That one's just a quicker way to see how colors and styles may look with each other without having to use your own picture. We also have the option where you can upload an image with certain specifications and have a professional mask out and place product on it for you. And that one's for a cost. How about that? Okay. So you can either do it the way Kevin's wife did it, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can maybe save your work that you do at home, take it into a dealer. And I would imagine that saves the dealer a lot of time because, you know, going into a dealership and just being exposed to everything for the first time, it must be confusing to a lot of people, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you go in with a pre conceived notion of what you want, it's got to save the dealer time. It's got to save you time, the customer too, right? Oh yeah. We also have the 3D tool on there that allows you to enter your address and you can pay to receive a professional rendering of your home to place product on. We also have a couple 3D templates in there for you to use too that you can play with. So you can put the product on and kind of move the home around and see some shadows and different things like that. So that's pretty cool. So Provia will actually do a rendering of, of your current home or a home that maybe you're planning? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then you can, you can use that as the base to do a whole exterior with Provia products. Yep. That is pretty cool. 
So how many people, I mean, maybe you don't know the answer to this question, but how many people work with a dealer versus just deciding it on their own and going and saying, dealer, this is what I want, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G? So I think a lot of people work with how you guys were kind of just talking is they find it themselves. They use all the tools online to kind of build it out and then walk into the dealer with some ideas that they already have behind them. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of our customer base, I think, will start by doing it themselves and then seek the help of a dealer when it comes closer to decision time. Yeah, I'll tell you something. It does another thing, too. A lot of people, even in my generation, certainly not in your generation, aren't into (laughs) deferred gratification. Correct. They're they're not. Okay. So if you use this tool, you know, it's like you get it sitting at home, you get excited about what you see there and what you can create. And it's like almost immediate. It's almost real. You know what I'm saying? It is. So it is. It is. And I think that takes the deferred gratification element right out of the equation. Did it with you? It did with me. Well, okay. you know, it was easier that because I, I really didn't want to get involved at that point with trying to get, because I have so much stuff going on with the jobs that I have running. So what it made it easier for is my wife, when she did it, I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do is just then send it to Tom Adams and Eric will write it all up and send it in. So it made my time for me being a contractor a lot easier. So this website that they're offering is something that I've never seen before. And it, it makes my job, because usually what I do prior to this was then take them to the showroom, go over all the options with them, sit down with my sales rep, and it just minimizes the time. Plus, it makes the job go a lot easier and smoother because now that the time when it gets condensed for me, it makes it easier that I can spend more time just working on other things. So Profia made it extremely easy for me by just putting this website in place. If a homeowner goes on the website before your first contact with them, okay, it makes it simple for them to describe what they're looking for. And I get a price to them a lot quicker, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it just speeds up the whole process. Wow. How long did this take to develop this tool? We've had a couple of these tools on there for a couple of years, like the exterior home visualizers have been on there, but where you can just go and configure like your front door or a couple windows and patio doors. We actually just launched that last year. So that tool has kind of been available to Previa sales team and different people within the company. And we were like, hey, this is a really great tool. I think everybody should have access to this. So that's when we launched it on our website launch last year. And thank you for doing that. It saves me a lot of time as being a contractor. And it doesn't save any contractor listening to the show. Just go to the website. Just make it easy. Make it easy for your clients. Because if it's easier for them, mm-hmm. easier for you, every, it's a win-win it's for everybody. easier all the way around. Absolutely. And it saves everybody a lot of time. My hat's off to you. I mean, I think it's an absolutely marvelous tool, and I'm sure a lot of people use it. Thanks so much for the rundown on the tools available on the Provia website to help in planning and everything. This is the second in a series of six interviews, and the other five Provia executives will explain the many points of difference that enable the company to offer a limited lifetime warranty on all Provia products. And Alyssa, we thank you very much. Very educational. Of course. Thank you for having me on. All right. Good to have you. We'll do it again. Okay. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And then for our listeners, the other step of Provia is the product itself. When you see the product itself, it sells itself. Oh, the yeah. windows, the doors, the siding, it is just a step above everybody else. So I'm urging everybody to go take a look at all the Provia products they do offer, and you will be extremely impressed. So, Alyssa, thank you for your time here at the Your Valuable Home Podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. And listen, stick with us. We're back with the Real Estate Roundup again. We're talking with Jack Smith, head of Jack Smith Group in St. Petersburg, Florida, to get a picture of what's going on Florida real estate. And we're talking to an old friend of the show, Joe Bonacci from Manhattan. And he's going to be talking about the five boroughs of Manhattan and upstate, a little bit beyond New York City. So stick with us. Got to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
Hey, Kev, we've talked many times about the importance of curb appeal and the value quality products add to exterior home improvements. Provia fiberglass entry doors and vinyl replacement windows add that value. And for huge impact, curb appeal, and value, there's Provia vinyl and polypropylene siding. Yep, the super polymer formulation of Provia siding reflects heat and protects against UV rays and solar heat buildup for lasting color and value. Provia siding comes in traditional, insulated, and decorative profiles, all with the look and texture of real wood. People often stop and ask me about my Provia Cedar Max siding. I've actually gotten siding jobs that way. Okay, so how about colors and styles? My customers love the extensive palette of popular colors, including dark and bold hues. New colors for 2023 include Miss Gray, Harvest Red, and Pine. And Provia offers a wide variety of styles from clapboard to Dutch lap, board and batten, and new Harbor Mill shingle and shake siding. Harbor Mill is reminiscent of traditional rough sawn shingle and staggered hand split cedar shake. Both profiles are modeled after genuine cedar pieces using highly accurate laser scanning to ensure all the detail and texture of real cedar wood grain. Harbor Mill siding was designed with the installer in mind, incorporating built-in features that aid in a more efficient, hassle-free installation. The lightweight rigid panels are easier to handle and include locks, guides, and marks for the installer. That makes for a quicker installation and beautiful curb appeal. Yup, and you can see it all and how the colors and styles work with Provia entry doors and vinyl replacement windows at Provia's fabulous website, provia.com backslash YVH. Check out Provia's design center on the website and experiment with their exterior home visualizer to see how all the different styles, colors of Provia doors, windows, siding, stone, and roofing work together. Once again, Provia delivers on its mission to serve by caring for details in ways others won't. Visualize the possibilities at Provia.com backslash YVH. Okay, Ron, it is time for the featured segment, and we are sticking with the real estate roundup, but I believe we're headed to Florida. We are moving south to Florida, right? St. Petersburg, to be exact. And we're with Jack Smith, head of the very successful and busy Jack Smith Group in St. Petersburg. Near, that's near Tampa, mm-hmm. for people who don't know. This is Jack's second year of contributing to our real estate roundup. Jack, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, well, very anxious to uh, to find out what is the current state of affairs in the Florida, that, that area of Florida real estate market. Well, first, let me just say thank you again for the opportunity to be able to speak with you guys again about the St. Petersburg and Tampa Bay market. Great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. And the market here is still very strong. We still have more people moving here every day and not enough good inventory. In St. Pete, sales were up 14% the past year compared to July 22nd. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's straight statistics off right off the internet. So I did make, I did make it up. <laughs> wow. that That's amazing. Uh, so that says something about the inventory you got there. Do you have builders building new homes there? No, we have a number of areas that we have new construction. In the St. Petersburg and Tampa Bay area, let me just explain, we're a little bit different because we don't have any land left. What's little that's left that has any house that has uh, two lots is scraped and two houses are put up. People are buying other homes and scraping them. doesn't really matter what the price range is. We actually sold one last year for $5.5 million. They scraped it, and they're putting up a $12.5 million home on top of the lot. So it really – we just just because we don't have land, people are buying houses in the neighborhood. Now, that would be because they've got family in the neighborhood. They, you know, they're double-income families, and they need somebody to watch their kids, or they want to be in the area where their children are or where their friends are, and they can afford to, and they come down from up north with pockets full of cash and – 
Um, it used to be that land here was cheap. It is no longer inexpensive, I have to say that. Yeah, land everywhere is pretty, pretty expensive, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. And the least expensive land that we have right now is down in Manatee County. And we have a lot of builders going in down there. We started selling there about oof, seven years ago when we couldn't find a house that people were happy with here. We would take them across the bridge to Manatee County. It's literally downtown Manatee in this area is like 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes from downtown St. Pete. Now, it can take you that as much time as to get from Tampa to St. Pete as well. So when you explain to them the difference, and especially when they don't know the areas, um, exactly what's going on, and the money the money in the house that you get across the bridge on the other side of the bridge is much nicer. An example, a uh, $700,000 house down there would sell for a million here, a million two. Wow. And that's how much, how far away? How far, how far apart? Is it's two? 20, 25 minutes at the most from downtown St. Pete. Wow. That's incredible. Because that's big, people's biggest concern. And when you're in Manatee County, you can also go down to Sarasota, which is another 25 minutes, maybe 30, 35, depending upon traffic. And then you've got Tampa, that's probably 35 minutes, you know, so it's situated right at the intersection of 75 and 275. So we've got a lot of land down there, a lot of new construction going on down there. Used to be able to buy a house down there for $300,000, $400,000 house. Now you're in the fours, fives, and sixes to start. Wow. Yeah, Florida is really booming right now. I, I know that I'm, I'm familiar with the Naples area. Naples is, uh, I think, probably in the stratosphere right now in terms of prices, right? What do you hear in the grapevine? Well, it's, I mean, let me just say this. We're a di different demographic than Naples. Mm -hmm. um, when I first moved down here, or you didn't know where I was going to go. I had had a home on in South Beach and a home in Fort Lauderdale that I went back and forth between for during the winters. But when I decided to come to the West Coast, and the reason I came to the West Coast is it just, in all honesty, everybody was nicer over here. Just it wasn't that uh, New York corner that came down. Um, and I looked at St. Petersburg. I looked at uh, Sarasota, and I looked at Naples. And for me, Naples was like going to L.A. It was a parking lot. It was a traffic light on every single corner. Sarasota was great, but they rolled up the sidewalks at 4 o'clock. And St. Pete had a very, very diverse and vibrant neighborhood. Um, and it's grown exponentially. I mean, we have I – I don't know what the population is that's coming in that are Gen Zs and Gen Xs. But I know that the boomers have the majority of the money here and buy whatever they want to buy. Let me just say that. Boomers who have second homes there or first homes? Both. It's okay. both. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Sure. Mm -hmm. So for retirees looking to settle in the Tampa St. Pete area, how do they afford it? Or are most of the homes big, big bucks? Well, it depends where you want to live and what your lifestyle is, just like Naples. In Naples, you can live out in the burbs and probably spend five or six hundred thousand dollars for a house, right? I mean, and then you go in towards uh, Fifth Avenue and you're looking at in the ones and two millions. So it really just depends where you want to be and how close you want to be to town. Retirees, believe it or not, have a lot more money than people think they do. You have two different ends of the spectrum. Some don't have a lot and some have a lot. I would say most of everybody's in the middle. I mean, our condo fees are still very strong. Um, you can buy a three or $400,000 condo and have a condo fee of about $500 a month. Now, let me just say this. The other factor there is that insurance rates have gone through the roof. So the only reason that the condo fees are going up is because they're pricing the buildings on the insurance is being priced very high. Well, you could, you had that problem in Florida, right? Didn't a lot of insurers pull out of the state? You know, they did. In fact, last year, um, I had the home insurer that I was with that went under, and I had to scramble to get homeowner's insurance. So now, homeowner's insurance now for me, um, my flood insurance has doubled in the past five years. I'll just say that. Um, and my homeowner's insurance is still quite expensive. Let me just say that. It's not like you're living in Omaha. 
But you have to realize, you know, when you're living in a $250,000 home in Omaha, Nebraska, and you're living in that same type home here, it's five or $600,000, I mean, automatically your insurance costs are going to go up because replacement costs are more. Right. right. Replacement costs are a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's mm. a good point. Mm. Okay. Almost all the realtors we're speaking with in this series that we're doing now claim that the seller's market continues and there's no wind in sight. How would you comment about that? Well, let me just say this. New listings are up 39% from 31% from last year. You know, some of the, we have a month's supply of inventory of about 1.8 months. If it's priced right and is in good condition, it sells right away. So inventory here is still very weak to get. I mean, I have to say we fight for listings. I and mean, we used to go out on our listing appointments and maybe there were one or two people that were going on the listing appointment. And because we are 99% referral based, most everybody trusts us the minute we walk in the door. We don't have to establish our credibility, for lack of better words. But now when we're going out on listings that are on Zillow or that have, that are, we've pulled off of a couple other sites, we're doing a lot of different type of marketing to pull our listings in. Mm-hmm. We're having to establish who we are and say exactly who we are, that we're the number one team in, in St. Petersburg and in the Keller and the number one office in Pinellas County. So, you know, once you establish that cred with people, they believe you. So let me just say this. If we had 100 more houses come on the market every day, I bet you at least a third of them would sell in the same day if they're wow. priced right in the good condition. Wow. No, it's just, it's awful. I mean, everybody wants to come down here, right? So people don't know the difference between the East Coast and the West Coast always, but we have a big draw from the from the Midwest, from the Chicago, from the Chicago market, Minneapolis, that whole corridor that comes right down. Also, you know, Western Midwest, so Kansas, so on and so forth. We still have a lot of people coming in from California and Texas as well, believe it or not, regardless of the politics. You still see a lot of uh, situations with bids over asking? Well, let me just say this. Yes, we have had bids over asking. The real issue we have is the appraisals. So what's happening is like they did back in the market in 2022 and 2021, they would overbid, but we want to take an overbid unless they can show us that they have the money to pay the difference between the listing price and the asking price. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we ask for proof of funds right up front. And we're very, very clear that if the house is, when we price them a hair below the market or right at the market, we had another one we sold for a million nine, um, I guess, what, about three or four months ago? And we did have a bidding war against it. You know, when, you're, when your house is priced right and looks great, and it's in good condition. We do a lot of homes, a lot of the things we take now, we're doing pre-listing inspections. So when a house goes on the market, we know that we fix everything that a home inspector has found. But you know, the home inspector's job, they're professionals and their job is to find something wrong someplace. So sure. yeah. the bottom line is with the home pre-home inspection, we know our house is in really good shape. We try to tell people that, we try to prejudge what's gonna go on and be prepared for what's gonna go on. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. Have inflation and increased interest rates, have they become a factor in maybe dampening the market a little bit or no? We don't really sell houses based on interest rate. We sell houses on what they can afford. Mm-hmm. So if you can afford a 3,000, listen, a one bedroom apartment here now is $2,500 a month on a brand new building, twenty-five dollars to $2,800. A two bedroom is in the mid threes and a, and a four bed, uh, a three bedroom is going to go up into the high threes, low four, four thousands for a wow. three-bedroom apartment. Now, wow. if you're spending that much money on a rental apartment, well, let me just say this. Many times people don't know when they come down here where they want to live in the town. 
we do a pretty thorough intake on the people that we visit with and that come down and come down to say, listen, we don't know where we want to be. We'll spend a day or two with them showing the areas, take them to lunch, take them to dinner, find the hotels for them, pick them up at the airport if that's what they need because they don't want to rent a car, that type of thing. But if you just educate the people, they know exactly what they're doing. But when you're paying $4,000 a month in rent, why are you not buying a house, even though it's not your dream house? At least you're building some level of equity. Sure. Well, you've got to have the, you have to have the money to go in to buy the house in the first place, and maybe they maybe right. they don't, you know, or maybe they just want to test the area for a while and uh, not commit themselves, you know. Um, well, we also have though. Think about it though. We have FHA loans that you can put three percent down. You know, most everybody has three percent down. Sure. So that gives you, you know, if you're renting a, a condo, I mean, a, an apartment at four thousand dollars a month, they're going to ask the first month, last month, and one month security. That's still twelve thousand dollars, right? So if you go to buy a house that's four or five hundred thousand dollars, take a four hundred thousand dollar house, you know, you still can afford to do that by using that money that you would have used for first of all, last in security. And that's what we explain to people. If you explain to people the dynamics of what goes on, I think that we're having a better experience. Okay, we got to begin to wrap this up here, but I want to ask you: uh, uh, rental prices. I know in Naples went sky high this year oh. and last year. What are they like in uh, in the St. Petersburg area? Quite frankly, they're horrible. I mean, they just are. You know, you've got more people that can't, you talked about the people that can't afford to buy, then they have to rent, right? So that now you've got 15 people or 20 people applying for the same condo. They're looking, or the same house, they're looking for perfect, almost a perfect um, credit score. They're looking for a good job situation, guaranteeing the job. Now they're now some of the landlords are asking for a guarantee in writing so that the employer plans to keep them employed at least 12 months in writing. So, yeah, you're right. It's gone through the roof. It's nuts. It is crazy, yeah. Okay, so what do you see ahead for 24? we got to leave it at that question. What do you see? What, look into your crystal ball there, Jack. What do you see ahead? Our market is still robust all across Florida. I have to say that. I have other realtors that I refer to in Florida all the time when they don't want to come to the East Coast. They want to come to the West Coast. We go back and forth with that. But the market is still very robust. I do not know an area in Florida, in all honesty, that is down unless it's on the inlands, uh, you know, away from a major city. Okay. We've talked about that, too, with Sid Kitson about Babcock Ranch. Do you know it? I don't know Babcock Ranch. Babcock Ranch is about, uh, I would say, 20 miles uh, not west, but east of, of Fort Myers. They're building a lot of houses there. Yeah, well, because that's where they have land. Yeah, but he, he bought right. 90,000 acres there, and you're building this. It's like a self-contained community there. It's pretty, pretty Now impressive. I know what you're talking about. It's sort of like what we have, Lakewood Ranch, which is east of Sarasota. You're yep. exactly there right. You now go. I know what you're talking there about. You go. I didn't know the name of it, but thank you. for that. That's a great explanation. All right. Jack, it's been great talking to you. Continued success. And uh, hopefully one of these days I'll get down there. We'll get a chance to meet in person. I would love that. And again, thank you for the opportunity. I'm really grateful for your support. Well, you do a great job every time you're on. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jack. Be safe, gentlemen. Thank you, you again for the opportunity. Bye-bye. 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 All right, Ryan, continue with the featured segment in the Real Estate Roundup. We just left Florida. We're going back up north. We're going back up north, yeah. And uh, before it gets cold, yeah. And we're talking with my buddy, Joe Bonacci, your buddy, Joe Bonacci. Joe's been on before, always does a great job, got a good idea of what's going on in New York. He's got a great idea. Real estate, right? And Joe is with Corcoran, big, big real estate company in in New York, in Manhattan specifically. Joe, welcome back to Your Valuable Home. Thank you so much, Kevin and Ron. You're the best. Thanks. Yeah. That's an endorsement. We love it. We love it. We love it. Okay. So, 
In 2022, in the backwash of COVID, we saw people from New York buying homes in our area, Bucks County. Believe it or not, a lot of sellers market frenzy overbidding for residential properties. What's the pulse of residential market now in Manhattan and all the outer boroughs? Well, I think it's shifted. It is no longer a seller's market. I would definitely say it's a buyer's market if you're a cash buyer. If you have the luxury of doing that, you're capturing some great values across the city without having obviously incur the financing costs. So the prices have softened to accommodate for that extra carrying cost. And uh, so there are some buying opportunities. And uh, I'm, I'm selling a lot these days, uh, luckily. We sold on the east side, which is expanding my territory. We just closed two uh, transactions on the west side, and a third is lined up. I have a nice new studio coming on the market, a jumbo alcove studio on the upper west side that uh, is a prized possession for that mid-century studio, alcove studio, that really is a junior one bedroom. Room, but you pick up that value because it really isn't in the offering plan. No, where is that? A 69th in West End Avenue, West 69th Street and West End Avenue. Mm-hmm. Fantastic location. Nice area, yeah. Right behind Lincoln Center. The back door of the Opera House is right there if you're an offer buff. <laughs> Or yeah, actually, that's... seriously, it's, it's great for walking to work in Midtown. Now, that's um, a studio. What what would something like that go for? Um, you know, these jumbos are at six now, 600 grand. Yeah. Every time I think about selling wine, I had, a, I had a, a studio in Chelsea, which became a very hot area. I kick myself because today it probably worth about a half a million bucks, right? If more, I think more. More? Chelsea, oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> don't, I don't want to hear that. Oh, oh I'm so what sorry if, to the listening public. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> well, oh. yeah, speaking of that and the regionality of the marketplace, the micro market in New York City as a whole, the five boroughs, of course, and then, of course, Manhattan. And within Manhattan, the, the neighborhoods that are where you might find some opportunity and, of course, the hot ones. And downtown has been for decades uh, the highest price per square foot, regardless of the actual housing stock. You know, that's why people went up to the Upper West Side because the pre-war buildings were more grand, more space. But still, the downtown, and I, I don't know, well, I think it's that's the international city, downtown Manhattan, where the money flows. If you want a piece of New York, you look downtown first. Right. When you say downtown, give us uh, give our listeners a geographic fix on that. Flatiron, Chelsea, the West Village, the East Village, Gramercy Park with the private park and the clubs and the charming uh, Victorian uh, townhouses and brownstones there. Now, within all these neighborhoods and, of course, going down further to Tribeca the trade site in that area over there. You know, Soho is part of that village uh, scene, the Soho Tribeca, where all the movie stars. I had a friend who wanted me to uh, promote myself and sell Rihanna's condo for $40 million. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but I was thinking about buying that. that. <laughs> I thought Kevin, you said that. Can, can you get Kevin a deal on that? Yeah. <laughs> I might be able, you know, let's talk. We'll 40 million? Just a little bit out of my price range. Well, okay. So I have this other thing for you, Kev. <laughs> no, a doghouse? Uh, anything? 
Yeah, the last time I, I tell you I was close to New York was Ron and I, we went up to Newark and he was kind of pointing some things out because I said, Ron, that's New York, right? Because I never really go there. So the last time we've been up to New York with Ron twice going and flying out of the airport, uh, Ron will give me uh -huh. some insight about New York. So what I learned from you and Ron is, is what I probably know about New York. Well, now you're ready to go there. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, that's great. Take the wife out for a night on the town. Well, I was in Brooklyn. I know, I, I, do you go as far out as Brooklyn? Yes, Brooklyn is part of the Manhattan orbit in a sense. More and more Queens, the borough of Queens is. I've always been an advocate of that seven-line uh, transportation that goes through Sunnyside. And it wasn't on the, uh, let's say, elite New York radar in a sense, but it's a great opportunity to find uh, some what we might call affordable housing. I don't know what you do. And uh, not the technical term of affordable housing, because that's a whole other topic, but uh, middle income, upper middle income, you know, uh, yes, income uh, clients that can uh, have uh, family apartments. I did notice that a lot of the, we went out to the uh, Islanders game out in Brooklyn. We had a great dinner at the Harrison, and I just noticed in the neighborhoods, it looked pretty Neat to look oh, at. Bro Brooklyn is rocking yeah. right now. The last time I was there, I went to Barclay Center, right? Which is in Brooklyn, right? Yes, the Liberty just played there. The WMBA went got to into the finals. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn is really I like it. That was a cool days. town. Yeah. I was impressed. Well, it's but not yes, Brooklyn has been performing very well for a long time. You know, of course, the outer areas of Brooklyn and Queens, that Ridgewood area. And, and of course, you know, to go down that road about value, where to find value, the upper tip of Manhattan, if we can jump in our helicopter to the tip of Manhattan now, getting out of Brooklyn. Battery the Park? In, uh, no, the northern section, not the southern section, the Inwood section the northern tip of Manhattan has been rezoned. Oh, okay. And I think you're going to see a lot of interesting developments going on there to recapture the waterfront, which was somewhat fallow. And that's that north end of Manhattan. And uh, if you like Uptown, I think that that's a place to watch. And also the Mott Haven section of the Bronx, speaking of the Bronx, is a very dynamic kind of what Tribeca and Soho used to be because of the housing stock of factories. They're being reclaimed by a variety of craftsmen and artists in other places. So it's becoming very charming. And the gentrification of Mott Haven section. What about Staten Island? Very rarely hear about Staten Island. Is that is that a, a hot spot? It's a little outside of my uh, bailiwick, so to speak. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't call Staten Island a hot spot for the New York buyer. And I don't mean to uh, disrespect my Staten Island brothers in being city members of New York City. I think that's a different market. I think that's more of, dare I say, dare I say, a Jersey market in a sense. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I would, I would would agree with you. It really should be part of New Jersey, shouldn't it, Staten Island? Geographically, it appears to be, yeah. yes. Yeah. But let me uh, let me tout St. George, that area by the ferry, that old Staten Island area. There's a lot of charm and character there. So don't count Staten Island out, because if you're a Wall Street or a work in downtown Manhattan, uh, living in St. George in Staten Island before it becomes a different neighborhood, let's say, is a good thing. I would uh, absolutely look at that, encourage uh, exploration and uh, education on that downtown Staten Island area if you work downtown. All right. Now, you mentioned you mentioned a lot of cash deals going on in New York now. I would think, are there a lot of offshore people buying into New York? 
You know, I can't really speak to that. I do have an international client personally, but I can't speak to the general international market. I guess a second way to discover that activity is by looking at new development sales. The new development sales, you know, all this inventory, COVID backlog, there's so many beautiful new buildings uh, with uh, incredible pricing uh, tagged along. And that's where I generally reference to look at the international crowd and uh, what's happening there. Okay. All right. What about a pied-a-terre and, you know, to all the commuters who still take that ride up from Bucks County, Philadelphia every day to go to New York? Pied-a-terre, does it make sense? Uh, are, they, are they reasonably priced? Absolutely makes sense. I love mm-hmm. the pied-a-terre market. It's a, a, a good percentage of the activity in New York, especially mm. like the apartment I was referencing. I'm selling 3C at 170. It, from I sold it twice from the original owner, and now this, uh, the owner is selling it again. She uses it at pied-a-terre. These studios of one-bedrooms are prime properties for that use secondary home and you know the co-ops you know everybody's afraid of the big bad co-op versus condo ownership yes i understand but more and more co-ops are adapting in my experience to the new reality which i'm an advocate of of allowing shareholders to use their asset as they to benefit their life Whatever that means, whether that's, you know, you get to rent it or you want to live there or, you know, you want to bounce in and out. It's a secondary. But to allow shareholders to do that within reason, of course, there has to be some oversight. You don't want the frat house happening. And also you've seen if you're following the share, the Airbnb industry, the short term rental, there have been serious restrictions now in New York City uh, on the uh, short term rental. So uh, even though. I was able to find a two-bedroom for a month of November for my international client, but that's getting harder and harder to do. And those rents are, you know, five-digit rents, right, and more. So. Wow. So I was gonna I was gonna ask about that. I mean, as a residential real estate investor, what is that market like for uh, some, you know, one-bedroom studios? Can you get a good buy and make some decent cash with it? Well, a good buy is relative. I think we have to look at what the rental and uh, income would be minus the uh, costs of operating it. I think you can, well, like for instance, in Lincoln Towers, that uh, alcove studio I was talking about right behind Lincoln Center is a perfect pied-a-terre because you're with walking distance of the Broadway Theater District and uh, all of the cultural institutions and the Riverside Park and Central Park. So if you're in the right location, these pied-a-terres just, you know, hum along in terms of a business model, producing income and being good. And then you ultimately divest yourself of it. You sell it at the appreciated price, whatever that is at the yeah. time. I think you said that the, that place is going for what, six? No, this one is five and a half. Five and a half. So if you buy it for five and a half, what kind of what kind of rent can you pull in a place like that? Uh, um, well, now, yes, we want to get the best deal possible. And if we can get a studio in the fours, then 3000 uh, 3500 the $4,000 okay. a month rental for the studio makes sense. Now, we used to think four grand gets you a one-bedroom. Not so much. <laughs> it's depending. So I, I think the studios are at three and potentially four for the big, nice ones. 
All right. If they're in the right neighborhood. And how about a monthly maintenance? Just talk about that in New York. For, say, say for that same type of, uh, of apartment, monthly maintenance, if it were a co-op and a condo. Right. Well, a co-op is going to be a thousand plus and a condo hopefully will be a little at that number or a little less. Maintenances are going up, right? There's no fighting it. It's, you know, the, the, you know, it's interesting what's coming up is the energy efficiency of the buildings and the penalties that the state has or the guidelines that the state has put in place for compliance in 2024. Uh, excuse me, 2040. And oddly enough, the administration has eased their expectations, realizing, uh, listening and watching the uh, community of owners and building managers trying to either retrofit or retrofit or cure their energy envelope and that carbon footprint and all of the incentives. Because, you know, we, the big deal was getting out of oil a few years ago and getting into natural gas. Now we're getting pushed out of natural gas into electric. So, you know, that creates a whole um, interesting set of problems which need to be addressed but are in the works. So uh, union labor contracts, 32BJ, the workers, building workers, elevator supers and stuff, that contract was a nice contract for them to be fair to workers. So. For instance, this property, 3C at 170 West End with a maintenance of $1,100, wow. priced at five, is a good deal okay. today. All right. All right, Ron, we'll get on the phone and, and then we get <laughs> that thing sold. No, just uh, in, in the remaining, we got about a minute, so just wrap, wrap yeah. this up with uh, Ulster County, which you're familiar with, up in the Catskills. Good time to buy a vacation property up there. Catskills, this time of the year with our geef peepers, has got to be gorgeous, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And of course, the uh, secondary, the rental market of your ownership, just like the pied-a-terre, think of your Catskill home as a pied-a-terre too, that you can rent out and use yourself. I've talked to the county exec, I talked to the town supervisor and uh, how to make that happen. And it can happen. So investing in upstate New York, if it's the right property, right? I mean, you don't want to... You want something that people want to be at. So if it's the right uh, vibe, then uh, it's uh, always a good opportunity. Oh, to, to that end, there's been a new property disclosure statement. They're voiding. You can't do that property disclosure anymore where the seller gets a $500 or the buyer gets a $500 credit and you sign this waiver and you just accept the condition of the property after your own due diligence. But the state isn't allowing that. See, uh, look for this. This is a change. And there's going to be a new flood certification and inspection process required by the seller to provide, which is fine. It just is attesting to, you know, the condition. It's trying to, you know, modest, mitigate that buyer beware stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, not, 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 a bad con not a bad concept. So, Joe, how do people get in touch? we got to wrap this. How do people get in touch with you? Ooh. And if you're looking at anything in New York, Joe is the guy to talk to. Thank you, thank you. Well, I can give you my cell or my email. Do both. 917-838-8383. Yes, you heard it right. 917-838-8383. JB at Corcoran.com. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure talking to you. Joe, keep the keep the market rolling up there. <laughs> All right, All right buddy. You're the best. Thank you very, right. very much. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Remember the name Provia, your single source for professional class, entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone and metal roofing. Products made with latest technology and honest old world craftsmanship. The Provia way. That's this week's podcast. Your Valuable Home comes to you every week on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast directories. If you want us to share your home improvement project or horror story, email me at kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. That's kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast that's all about building wealth in residential real estate and hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. 